And this is Hannah Overby. We are so excited to welcome you to the Raise Your Standards podcast and welcome you to another season two episode of the Raise Your Standards podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about budgeting uh, and specifically budgeting in your early 20s. Now, as a little bit of a disclaimer, we are not financial experts. Me and Autumn have in no way, like if we say something and it's wrong, that's great. Please let us know. We're learning about this too. Um, So our point is not to give you like amazing financial advice, but we do want to just walk you through what our lives look like when it comes to budgeting and money, because it is something that affects all of us. And I think just hearing what real people are actually doing with their money can be super helpful. The more you talk about money, uh, the better. Um, in my opinion, it's like it breaks down barriers and stigmas and stuff. So we're here to talk with you, all things budgeting and money, how we do it, um, and all that good stuff. So uh, without further ado, Autumn, uh, do you want to start talking about budgeting? Yeah. So what is budgeting? So basically for me, when I think about budgeting, it's just a plan for my money and a way to take stress away. So one thing I've learned is if I have at least an idea of where my money is going, that in general just takes a lot of stress away. Um, And then why I budget. So just being able to track income, expenses, being able to automate savings and not really have to touch every single area aspect of my money. Once I'm able to just set it up and know in my mind, okay, that's where it's going. I don't need to worry about it right now. Um, And then being able to check on it later on and be like, whoa, I actually have money. So that's cool. (laughs) No, I would say like, I I agree with Autumn. Like the purpose of budgeting for me as well is just to be able to track where my money's going. And it makes me feel so much more at ease being like, okay, if anything goes wrong, I have a plan for if it goes wrong. And I'm, I'm a little, both Autumn and I are planners, Autumn more so than me, but I still like a good plan in place. And I think having a plan in place for your money and intentionally spending it really allows you to get kind of the like highest bang for your buck um, out of it because then you're not spending it on things that don't ultimately bring you joy or aren't ultimately fulfilling or won't, you know, help you achieve your future goals. Like maybe one day I had been big goals here, but one day you might want to get married or buy a house, or at least you want to have an emergency fund and really like planning for those things now while you're in your early twenties, even if you're making a lot or a little is super, super great. Um, So I don't know, budgets, they give me comfort, uh, which is nice. Yeah, I think the comfort and security of them is what I really like. And so I think one thing I learned about budgeting is people just kind of assume after surveying my different friends, they just assume like, oh, you need to have a lot of money to be able to budget. And actually, I would say it should be the opposite. I mean, everyone should budget, but especially if you have less, I think a budget is even more important. So Mm -hmm. and the thing is, oh, yeah, sorry. (laughs) Well, I was going to say the thing is, too, with budgeting is it's not you're like either way you have the same amount of money, right? A budget is just telling that money where it should go before it actually goes there. So you can budget however much you want. And you could even say you make $20. You could say a hundred percent of this $20 is going to go towards my lunch today. And that's still a budget because you like pre-allocated where the money's going and you just said it's going towards your lunch. So you don't need any type of, there's no minimum for budgeting. Um, so yeah, sorry, Autumn, you can go ahead. No, no, that's good. I think that just goes off of what I was saying. But I started budgeting when I was babysitting. So I don't know, like 10 and 12. And I would just put 80% into my savings. So at that point, I was getting paid cash. So it'd be like running to the bank, putting that money away, but then having around 20% as fun money um, before I actually had real expenses. So (laughs) when did you first start budgeting, Anna? 
Oh man. Well, I, so I think my parents were really sweet um, and great with us growing up where they explained kind of what budgets were um, and everything and like how to allocate our money. I think naturally I tend to be a little bit more of a saver. So when I had, you know, jobs in high school and stuff, I didn't budget so much as I said, all of this is just going to sit in my savings account. Um, But I really started, I think, being really on it with budgeting after college when I had my first full-time job. So then I was like, oh, I can't just save all of this money. I have, you know, real expenses here. So I try to figure out where does it goes then. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I think, I don't know. I was never really taught about budgeting. That's not really something that was instilled in me growing up, but, uh, I would say probably in college, I started to get really serious about it just because I was paying for my own school. So I had, uh, scholarships and other things to help me out, but most of how I paid out of pocket was just from savings or I worked three different part-time jobs at one point. So I was just basically knowing like, okay, most all of it's going to just fit. I don't know, 40% in savings and the rest in expenses that I had. So uh, that definitely helped me a lot. And then I took a budgeting class in college too that just went over the basics of budgeting, what a 401k is, what is a Roth versus traditional, which can get super confusing. So in some sense, I guess I've done my own research, but yeah. Yeah. So how do you you actually wind up breaking up your budget every single month? Yeah, that's what I was going to go into. I think... For me, it was very confusing of like, where do I start? What resource do I use? And to just be frank, you just have to start somewhere. Um, So I asked one of my friends what she did, and then she recommended this book called I Will Teach You To Be Rich. Uh, So that just started to give me a real clear steps of like, here's how you start, read a chapter, you know, every couple weeks and you'll start making progress. So for me personally, this is just something I took, I took a little bit of the advice in the book and then just based it on where, what my expenses were. So while I've been living in Minnesota, I've been able to save a lot more, which has been really cool. Uh, but I currently split up my money by having 30% go towards rent and utilities. So I have two checking accounts. One of those is where my rent and utility money goes. The other 30% I have as spending money. And then I'll probably have to adjust that when I move back to California, but um, 20% then goes in a Roth 401k. And so between Roth and traditional, personally, from what I've learned, if you're younger, Roth is a better option, but do your research and figure out what works best for you. And then 10% in travel savings because girl likes to travel and then 10% in just general savings. So uh, that's been how I've been splitting up my money over the past few months here. So that's what I do. And then to kind of bounce off of that, the thing that helps me split that up is by going into my account and how I get my direct deposits. And then I just split up, it will, every job I've had, it allows you to split up the percentage or the dollar amount. So based on what works best. So I have a few different accounts that it splits it up to. No, that's really good. And it's cool too, because I think me and you have slightly different approaches to budgeting, which is why we want to talk about this with all of you wonderful podcast listeners, because that way you can know that, oh, like my approach to budgeting isn't necessarily like the best approach or the worst approach. And people will probably do something really similar to you. Um, so how I split up my budget is immediately uh, every single time I get any type of money in my bank account, I tithe 10%. Um, and just as a Christian, that's something that I've 
been impressed upon to do. So that's the first thing I do with my money. And then after I do that, I have my bank account set up where anything that is, I want to say over a thousand dollars. So that would of course cover like most things that aren't like Venmo, so like actual paychecks. Um, 20% of that automatically gets funneled into my savings account because I'm a little saver and I just want to make sure that immediately, immediately my money is saved. Uh, as opposed to Autumn, I so I currently still live in the Bay Area and also I don't get paid, you know, like a software engineer. So I am presently spending about 40% of my money on rent and utilities every month. Um, so if you think about the breakdown here, 10% tithing, 20% automatically saving, and then 40% on rent and utilities. After that, I've actually, after that, I really don't have a super strict, I, it's like my budget isn't super strict because I realize that it stresses me out more um, to like figure out how much I'm paying, like budget for groceries and budget for um, for like eating out and stuff. And for my personality, that works out really well just because I tend to be pretty averse to spending money. So I will tend to say no to eating out or I'll like not buy any extra stuff to the point where um, out on average, because I have a little like budget Excel sheet, I wind up saving 30% of my money every month and not just, you know, um, 20% like is already allocated for my budget. Um, so I don't actually really track the last 30%. It generally goes towards like food and gas and other pretty important expenses, as well as hanging out with friends. And I always seem to have enough left over. And that that so far has worked out for me. Um, I'm sure once I get more money and want to be uh, spending it and doing investing in other things, I'm going to be a little bit more kind of like tight on it and really tracking that money. But for now, my kind of goal with getting this job, right, especially knowing that I'm going to be in grad school for the next five years. And for those that don't know, PhD students are really not paid that much. Like my financial goal for grad school is just even out, right? where I didn't don't want to like have less money than I had coming in, maybe save a little bit. And then my goal for these two years was to make sure I had enough savings where I, if anything were to ever happen to me, I have like ha six months to a year worth of, you know, money. So I can live off of that and figure out what to do with my life. Um, so it's like pretty simple goals here. So I haven't felt the need to really track the last like 30% of my money. Yeah, that's good. Also to mention too, I have my spending money. So for the church that is just like taken out of my bank account every month, which is from my spending account money. So I don't know if it's like the first or that doesn't come out first, but it just comes out every month of my spending account. So I guess like I could split up that account even more in depth, but when I start splitting up things, it's just like, it gets to be too much after one point. So I just lump like the, um, church the money I give to church with my spending money so yeah. I mean with all this out. too it's important to remember that like your money is meant to serve you you're not meant to serve your money so if at any point you feel less safe or like oh you could be splitting up like six billion different ways sometimes you do need to do that um and you do need to be on it a little bit more with your budget but also sometimes if you are already like good um and you're saving and you're doing everything else I wouldn't like kick yourself too much if you didn't like split up your money like one more way um, or make sure like every single last dollar goes exactly where you intended. Um, but again, different, mm -hmm. different philosophies here. Um, yeah. That's good. Um, and then, yeah, Hannah has this really cool budgeting sheet. It's actually really simple, but I don't know. I just thought it was the coolest thing. So in, I don't know, probably last year, I just asked her if she had any tips. And so we'll link a general template on the site so you guys can use that. But basically it just goes through tracking your 
uh, income versus expenses. And I just do that out of my one account. Um, but you could do multiple accounts if you wanted to and track it that way. I just prefer to not touch any of the savings or count that, that towards my monthly budgeting. But yeah, do what works best for you. Yeah. But no, we can definitely ways? share my janky spreadsheet. What's the, what's the question? <laughs> oh, I was going to say, what are other ways you cut costs um, or just go about budgeting or saving money? Okay, well, here here's actually something I was thinking about the other day in preparation for this episode, just looking at my finances. And at least in my mind, there are a lot more ways where I could kind of allocate it and be a little bit better with it. Um, but you have to look at like, what is your natural personality when it comes to money? Because some people might be more like you might naturally want to spend more or you might naturally want to save more. And those two personalities are going to have kind of different problems when it comes to your budget. Um, like a lot of the times, my problem is that I don't want to buy things, even if I really could use them. Um, so for example, when the pandemic started, uh, my roommate teaches eighth grade math and she was teaching in our apartment. And I was also uh, managing our lab from our apartment. And I really did probably need noise canceling headphones just because it's really hard to work when someone is teaching eighth grade in a one bedroom apartment, right? And to focus on what I need to do. But nice noise canceling headphones are, you know, like $200, $300. And I was calling my mom, be like, mom, this seems like such a big ex expense. Can I make it? And she had to talk me into buying something that has genuinely benefited my life. Um, so I like, so with that, but if say you're a spender and you're like, oh man, anything you see, like, you got to like have it. Um, that's that there's going to be different problems there. So I kind of like to think about budgeting like a diet where what the goal of a diet is, is, I mean, of course, like to lose weight. So like to get your, to get like your financial system kind of in a better shape, but also it's like train yourself to make better choices naturally. So when you first start a diet, so when you first start budgeting, you might need to be a little bit more strict, but then like the better you get at it, where you're starting to make these, you know, healthy choices for your money a little bit more naturally, the less strict your, um, you know, financial diet is going to need to be. So I don't know if that's helpful or not, but for me, my problem is more so like sometimes I need to let myself self spend money as opposed to like really reining myself in, um, but if you happen to be someone who likes to spend a lot of money, one thing that my mom would always say to us growing up about just about anything is, is it a want or a need? Um, and just ask yourself that question, like, is this a want or is it a need? Like, do I need to, is it, you know, do I need to eat out today or is it a want? Like, did I already pack myself a lunch type of deal? And that question has really helped me, like when I'm looking at cute clothes or anything that I do want to buy, just being like, oh, is it a want or a need? Do I already have this? Um, and of course there is like lots of room to spend with like fun money and everything. So don't, don't make yourself miserable with this. Um, but you know, want or need. Yeah, that's good. Also, one thing that's really helped me is thinking about how many hours would I need to work to afford whatever I'm buying. So it can be really simple, but just knowing whatever your wages or breaking it down to what an hourly basis would be, but just knowing, Hey, would I want to, spend 10 hours working for this item. Yay. Nay. And then that has really helped me thinking about just how I go about spending money. Another thing that has helped me cut costs is I've always had a used car and haven't had any car payments. So that cuts out a big chunk every month. Oh, for sure. Um, and with like random tips that happen to be really helpful. One thing that I do is cost per use. So I think when I'm going to buy this item, how many times am I going to use it? Right. 
So for these noise canceling headphones I'm using, I use them every single day for multiple hours a day when I'm working. So the cost per use for that, say they're $300, winds up being a dollar a day for a year and then maybe like 50 cents a day for the next year. And that to me is like really great versus, oh, I'm going to a formal and should I borrow just from a friend or buy a dress? And say a dress is, you know, $200 and I wear it once, that's a $200 per use type of expense. Um, so thinking about like, cost per expense. I also um, generally too tend to be like pretty debt averse. So I love Autumn's thing with like buying a, a used car, not going into debt for that, I think is a really good way to cut costs because that way you don't have an additional monthly payment that you have to be like allocating for. Mm-hmm. I think anytime you can do it that way is really great. And then also I just thought of too, like my car insurance is taken out automatically every month. Just setting up automatic payments, I think is a great takeaway uh, to mention too. But Otherwise, like Hannah said, cooking meals at home. And I think eating out is not only not as healthy, but also just very, very costly. So if you can cut that down to once or twice a week, I think that can be a great way to save some money. And last thing, I actually have some fun questions for you. But the last thing I do want to say too, when it comes to budgeting, then again, we're not financial gurus. We're just a couple of girls in our twenties giving you advice for like, we have new jobs and how we've navigated having, I think, you know, real adult money for the first time, or at least real consistent money is you really need to like sit down and think about what do you prioritize in your life and then have Mm -hmm. your money serve you that way. Cause like, say for autumn, like autumn loves to travel. So she's going to say, Hey, I want to spend money on traveling, but maybe you love really good food. Or you just love sweet green and you want to prioritize like eating that once a week. Or um, for me, like I love working out so any, and like being healthy. So anytime I can have, I'll have an extra expense that is maybe like personal training or gym equipment, I will be more likely to do that because it aligns with my values. So knowing what you value and realizing like, oh, I maybe want, you know, this pair of shoes today, but do I really like value that as opposed to say go and getting like, you know, Pilates lessons or something. Um, and like, it can be like completely individualized, but with that, Autumn, I have, I have some fun questions for you yes. um, to end the episode. So what is okay like this, the silliest thing you have ever purchased that you're like, man, why did I think this is a good idea? Well, not the silliest, but maybe the craziest was getting Maisie because she was $300 and I found her at a craft fair and yeah, that was just an expense that it was, I did not expect, but I had the money and I really had wanted a dog and I'd been planning to get a dog that summer, but it was just kind of a super sporadic purchase, but also the best purchase ever. So I don't know. That's probably just the quirkiest though. That's funny. I think for me, it is getting golf clubs because I don't golf, but I realized if I ever wanted to get into it, I'd have to buy some. So recently I was like, I'll buy some. They made me very happy, but I don't know that they're like cost per use is worth it, especially when golf costs to play. But I said the solution I purchased. I stand by that though. And what do you think has been like the wisest thing you've purchased? Maisie, Maisie is up there, but what is something that you're like, man, this was a good, a good purchase yeah. for me? Uh, one that came to mind. And it's probably AirPods. I spent so long waiting for them to purchase them. And this is another thing I've learned in my extra four years after being 20. So like after college, um, spending money 
upfront for something you're going to use every day. So let's say a dress. I used to only buy things that were like $20 or under, but those do not last long. So now I'll buy clothes. Let's say I see a cute top at Abercrombie and it's like $40. I never would have used to have spent that, but now I use that top more frequently. So that's something I would say is investing more. So buying less things, but spending more on them for the quality. So back to my AirPods thing, I literally use them every day for multiple hours a day, especially while working from home. So that has probably been my best purchase, at least in the past year. No, I mean, mine is similar. I think it has to be like my AirPods and my noise canceling headphones. I didn't realize how much I would really appreciate them until I bought them. Now, like every morning when I go for my morning walk, I can listen to podcasts and stuff. And when I go for runs, it's really nice to be able to put one in and not have the other in. So it's just something I do use all the time that brings so much value to my life. I think investing in fit headphones just happens to be like a great purchase. Um, So with that, those are my fun questions. Do you have anything else to say on budgeting? Uh, Last thing in terms of purchases, I love paying for things that have added value after. So whether it's an experience or doing a conference or different things. I think that is what I love spending extra money on. So yeah, but I would say takeaways being set up your direct deposit to be split up to different expenses. Uh, however works best for you. Hannah and I do it differently, but I think just having it is super important. Also just thinking through whatever your expenses are and being able to prioritize that. So if traveling is important to you, prioritize that as an expense, um, thinking about how many hours it would take to purchase that item. But Hannah, do you have a last takeaway? Yeah. My last takeaway is like, whatever you do for budgeting, it's just good to know where your money's going. So that way, you know, Mm -hmm. if you need to adjust or not. So even if you're intimidated by all of this stuff about, Oh, like, direct deposit and allocating expenses. I think the takeaway thing I would love for you to do this week or this month is just track your expenses and not even like where they're going, just am I saving more than I'm making? And that that is the simplest way to start. And yeah. once you know that you have like, oh, okay, this is, this is where I can improve or whoa, wait, I'm actually doing pretty good. Why am I doing good? Um, so it doesn't have to be a big deal. Just be like more money in than out um, and think, if, is that going on? That'd be my challenge for you this week. Um, but yeah, yeah. And we'll, thank you we'll, guys. we'll add that to the website too. So people can find it. So it should be under resources tab. We'll, we'll put it there. So, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed our new shorter episode format um, for raise your standards. And uh, as always, my name is Hannah Overby and this is Automodine. You can follow us at raise your standards podcast on Instagram and we hope to see you or hear from you next week.